1: Bradford, it's B-Gree, he's got to make this count, it's B-Gree, it's 1-1. You'll see a somersault now, you'll
3: get a double. City till I die, city till Guy, I know I am unsure. Wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome to the Bradford City vs Wickham slash other city stuff live on Twitter and soon to be on the podcast. Joined by lovely Diana mm-hmm. and Wickham, uh, where are we? uh, Wickham journalist Harry.
4: Yeah, pretty that. I think. <laughs>
3: <laughs> think that's right, isn't it? Yeah. So, what's your thoughts on the? What's the perspective? Or should we say, what's the team like from Wickham?
4: Um, going into tomorrow, or just across the season?
3: Across the season and going in tomorrow.
4: Um, across the season a lot changed because we had a massive summer window we had a new manager come in Matt Breenfield and he made a lot of changes um, and we're playing a completely d- different style of football I think a lot, of team- a lot of teams think we play hoofball which we don't anymore um, we play a lot more on the ground a lot more sort of control, possession based and um, that's the sort of players he's brought in to suit that as well Um I think going into tomorrow won't be too much change because um, Matt Greenfield likes to take the competition seriously the the Cups in particular. There'll be one or two, there always is, but um he likes to sort of build up winging mentality and I think you'll see that tomorrow, but it's, it's not going to be easy against you guys because um obviously we know what you're like in the cup. I know you struggled a bit this season, but um it'll be exciting, I think.
3: Because looking over the past games we've played Wickham, So, going from 2010 to 2019, Wickham have won 1-0. Bradford then have won 1-0. February 2013, uh, Bradford won 3-0. 19th of March 2013, Bradford won. 25th of August 2018, Wickham won. And then 2nd of February 2019, Bradford City drew 0-0. Wave Wickham. And with the with the team, Harry, uh, what who's the main threat for Wickham?
4: Main threat? Um, yeah, it really depends when you put. I mean, yeah, i say there'll be changes. Um, I think our sub keeper Frank we will all playing goal, but apart from that, it will probably be just for one or two changes at the back. Um, Sam votes is injured; he won't play. Um, so, I think if Dale Taylor plays, he He's a threat. He's quick on the ball, gets him behind a lot. Um, Freddie Potts is one to look out for as well. Um, he, he's on loan from West Ham. He played in Europe for West Ham last season. Um, he he just sees the game differently. I'd probably say he's the best midfielder in League One. Um, we won't have him next season. He'll probably be playing for West Ham next season. and He just sees the game differently. He can he can play a pass that no one else sees. He just looks so composed on the ball. I think he'll be the main threat. Um, but, it really depends on the team, but if he plays, he'll probably be the main player for you guys.
3: So, looking at the stats from Foot Mob, mod, um, yeah, Mob, sorry, uh, Luke Lee Lee here.
4: Yeah, Luke Lee here. Yeah, he's been very good, very good player. He signed in the summer from Shrewsbury. We actually, bought him from Shrewsbury, which is it's rare for us to spend money on players. And uh, he's he's been a really good signer. He's playing more singer half now. <laughs> Um, he's a midfielder, he's been playing centre half on that left side up for three for us, we played about five usually, um, and yeah, he's scored a few penalties, but um, he he's another one where he's just solid on the ball, we, he's experienced as well, um, so yeah, he's been a great signing for us, and like you say, he's got the best rate in this season, and uh, yeah, he's been a big signing for us as well.
3: Because looking at it, he's your top goal scorer on five, uh, yep. is assist on four and goals plus assist together is scored uh, nine altogether. so he seems a threat if he does do you reckon he'll play tomorrow
4: I think he will yeah um, I think the goals the goals will be because he played he did play midfield for the first three games um, I don't think goals will be a threat from him tomorrow if he plays because it will only be from like a penalty or free kick but that's where most of those will come from Um uh, like I said um, sort of honourable he's brilliant and uh, a bit like Potts he can sort of see it differently as well um, but that's if he I think he will be one that does play yeah just because he's a bit more experienced as well so he can be a threat but he won't play in midfield where a lot of people expect him to he'll, be, he'll probably be playing centre-half if not left-back he'll left-back on Tuesday night so um, he'll probably be playing at the back in some sort of way
3: And is there any like fresh injury concerns for Wickham or anything, or any players like missing the game or anything like that?
4: Yeah, so Sam votes won't play. Um, He he got injured against Cambridge, um, so he definitely won't play. Jack Grimmer won't play. He's out as well, long term. But I think relatively (laughs) speaking, we're injury free. It's just those two really. Um, Votes is a massive miss. Uh, He hasn't. He's not a regular starter anymore, but he just brings something different to us. Um, yes, we're sort of a team who plays it on the floor, but when we do want to go wrong in the last few minutes as well, he's a brilliant player. to have, have up top. I mean, he I know he's still, I you know he's getting on a bit, but he still is that Sam Boats that was in the Premier League. He's that same sort of player. Um, he's just a lot slower now, so he can still cause a threat. Um, so yeah, he, he's a miss, but he does bring something else to it as well.
3: So Sam Fox, Sam folks thirty-five uh, uh, year old. He's played at Lincoln, Leighton Orient, Burton, Bristol, Sutton, Northampton, Blackpool, Charlton, Carlisle, Portsmouth, Fleetwood, Peterborough, Bolton Wanderers, Oxford, Cambridge, and now at Wickham. So Diane,
5: what's yes. your thoughts on the game tomorrow? I think we might next. I'm hoping that we start really good as usual, like we do. And I think we might win it. If we play like we did on Tuesday night, all the players that get picked play like they did on Tuesday night. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be through to the second round. Is
3: it replays tomorrow or is it straight knockout?
4: Fingers, replays. replays. Yeah. Replays.
3: So looking at the referee for tomorrow. Is a guy called Declan Bourne. and he has had a couple appearances in the EFL Trophy, where he's booked three people. He's not sent. He's not given anybody a second yellow card or a red card, but he's given one penalty. In uh, he's a referee in League One, where he's two appearances. He's given out eleven yellow cards, no second bookings, no red cards. No penalties in League Two. His appearances five is giving out 22 yellow cards, he's giving out one one second yellow for a red, one red card, and two penalties. Oh, sorry, yeah, two penalties altogether. He's given 35 yellow cards, one second yellow, one red, and three penalties. So, what's your thoughts on the refereeing situation, guys?
0: Um. Evening, guys. Um, evening. This sounds like there's a certain way of playing in League 2, doesn't it? If um, the games, that is maybe it's, 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 that's the way the games have, have fallen in, in terms of like League 1. But there's a kind of cynicism um, about League 2, isn't there? And when, at the start of the season, um, when they were talking about uh, the, the time-wasting and ball in play, um, League two had the shortest, the fewest amounts of minutes that the ball was in play. Now, obviously, a lot of the time the ball will go out, but it also does suggest that um, teams come and shithouse. So, um, are there more professional fouls? Are there t- fouls for time wasting? Um, so, that could be a factor. Um, sounds like it doesn't particularly dish him out, I, I guess. But uh, I have a question for the um, for, Is it Harry, the Wickham fan? Yeah. And, What's what's your team's recent record against kind of um, teams below in terms of like you know have you have you approached games have you generally won as many as you lost have you got a, a kind of you know have you put first like stronger sides out how's it kind of panned out for you guys recently?
4: Yeah, it's it's a weird one. I was talking about this on a podcast yesterday. We were doing on uh, on on the whipping side of things. It's um, like I said, Matt Brinfield, our manager, likes taking the cut competitions a bit more seriously than I think we have done in the past. So he does put strong teams out against lower lead sides. I just think um, it's been a bit 50-50 whether we've beaten teams below us or considered weaker than us when it comes to quality. Um, because I feel like sometimes you know we might play in Oxford or Portsmouth where we'll be more motivated for it. Um, and we get a good result, maybe a draw and take a point away. But when we play with teams lower than us and nowadays with the wick and we've got that when we're trying to push for a championship, we're expected to beat them. we don't <laughs> tend to do it convincingly or if at all. So um, we still we like putting a strong team out, we like building that wing mentality that you like to have that winfield, but sometimes it's not convincing. Um, it will be it won't be a high score line tomorrow, that's what I'd say.
0: So from your point of view, is that down to mentality, which all teams suffer from that mentality when they play lower teams, or does it maybe come down to um like the style of playing League Two is is kind of, you know, how how have you lost the teams? Have you lost the teams that have been surprisingly good or have you just been kind of almost uh, out um in,
4: in these games that you've kind of lost at lower lower place teams? I think it's a combination. I think sometimes we can be complacent. Um but also you know, the old Rick and we're used to, where it's a much, bit more direct, a bit more, you know, when we used to have Akin Femme, we'd we'll just lump it up to him sort of thing. We're not like that anymore. We're more the team who plays on the floor. And I think we're not used to facing teams who do what we did in the past. And sometimes that can be a barrier because we're not used to that sort of thing. We're usually the team doing that rather than the other way around. So it's an interesting one.
0: Yeah, that that is an interesting one because I, I think for us from last season when we played League One sides, I think obviously we've had people's opinions on Mark Hughes, etc. But I always felt that when we played against um, League One side or a lower mid Championship side, we played better because our style of play kind of was suited more towards football inside. I mean, against um, Middlesbrough, they basically clusters in every department they were just so much better um so yeah that'd be an interesting thing tomorrow I'd be uh, interested to see how how the teams play against each other what's anyone else's thoughts
3: I'm uh, I'm hoping we do win tomorrow uh, I think we're gonna win one nil and I think Andy cooks somehow some miracle gonna score a goal and then'll we'll we just defend and Hopefully oh, a win.
5: Yeah, let's just hope for that, for the win. Like you say, get it back on the score. The scoring trail like it normally does. I'm going
0: 2-1. I think the interesting thing from our point of view is um, how Truman um, plays under his own kind of... Because when he's, when he's been on the touchline, he's been... I guess he's had the. Um, it was basically Ken McDonald, wasn't it, who was managing the team, so he was um, dictating the tactics, whereas it's down to Truman. So that will be interesting to see how he does play, because obviously when he was um, when him and Sellers um, managed, he obviously had a, a a partner. I guess a bit like the Cowleys. Um, and then when he's been on his own, he's not been quite as good. But then I suppose he's been put in situations where the team probably hasn't been performing anyway. So I think, I think the win on Tuesday night has um, maybe kind of hopefully leave that little uh, part of it. But um, so I, I would be interested to see how we play. Whether we will play kind of nearer to how we played under um, Big Kev, or you know, is it something going to be nearer towards? Mark Hughes, or is he just going to lump it up front? I don't know. Any any thoughts, anyone?
3: Uh, I, I can't remember how we played last time. Did he just, did he hump it up front last time or would it like pass about? I can't remember off the top of my head.
0: I think it was a, a mix, but to be fair, I don't think like for, for a long time that we've been that many games where we scored two or three really. It's always been by the odd goal. Um, And so I don't think, as a side, we've got it in us, and especially not against a side like Wickham, you know, who um, obviously are a decent side in in the league above. So I I, I can't... I think it's going to be by the odd goal if we win. Um, And and from our point of view, we're obviously hoping that um, Wickham have one of those days as every club that's higher up does, that they, um, you know, kind of take the the lower league side uh, for granted. But... um, so I, I honestly don't know. I mean, it's like going back. We played some okay stuff, I think, under uh, Truman and Sellers. But for the first, as was said, mentioned yesterday, the first half of their sort of um, stint, they kind of they won quite a few. But then the thing I remember about that, and obviously it's been a few years, so you know allow allow sort of sell Truman to have kind of developed in that respect, but. Um, The thing I found was when we did start losing is that he didn't know how to change a game. And I remember him being interviewed afterwards and and it's clear that he was very much like a modern um, juniors coach where it's all kind of by the book, but perhaps had he maybe played the game at a particular level, that may have sort of kicked in and where you can kind of see what's going on and what you need to do to change it. So I'll be interested to see. So um, I, I think, I can't predict it tomorrow. I think that's that's testament to maybe ourselves, but also with the, with the notion that you don't know what kind of Wickham's going to turn up tomorrow.
2: Hmm.
3: So looking at the TNA and uh, the article they've put out, uh, Team News, Matty Platt has recovered. From his toe injury against Sutton, Tyler Smith is pushing for start following his EFL Trophy hat-trick. And then team news for Wickham. Striker Sam Vokes is out with a hamstring injury. But Joe Law is available after serving a one-game ban. So, oh, so uh, let's go to the Parada. Uh, he's got something to say. And Miss Kelly. You got something you want to say, Cal? Hey <laughs> uh, yep We're having technical difficulties again, Cal. <laughs> you know me, don't I you? Know.
6: She's <laughs> a um, the fireworks going off mental down here as well, so Dog will probably start soon as well. Uh,
3: have you got any thoughts on the game, Cal? Can you hear me? I can All hear right. you. Have you got any thoughts on the game? Wait for tomorrow. I
6: haven't got my team.
3: For tomorrow, yes, for tomorrow. Um,
6: I can't call this one tomorrow. Cause the thing is, tomorrow's not going to be no atmosphere, is it? Because it's not open the full ground for a start, which I don't think helps with games. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game for us tomorrow. And I think I th- I'm going to draw tomorrow,
3: I think. I think we'll be lucky to get a draw. And what about you, Paridis? What's your thoughts on the game?
1: Hi, can you hear me all right?
3: Can I hear you, bud? Loud
1: and clear. All right. Um, I don't know. I think well, one thing I wanted to bring up is that this. I expect that a lot of pressure to be lifted off the team. You know, I, I feel like they're sort of, you know, the mentality is going to be right. You know, the, the pressure is not on the team right now, especially with everything they've gone through. I... In terms of result, I won't be surprised if we win, but I won't say I'm expecting it. You know, if we if we lost, I don't think I'd be too too annoyed about that. Um, yeah, I, I think you know I do feel for the for the lads in the way that you know they're going through a lot of change at the moment, and and that could make things difficult for them. But at the same time, you know it's it's a cup it's a cup hit. You know, just go for it. There's no pressure you know, everyone's aware of what's going on and I think it's a time for them to go out and enjoy themselves and maybe, you know, potentially, you know, show themselves, you know, there's a high likelihood that potential managers are going to be there tomorrow. So I'd say, you know, it's an opportunity for them to go out and show what they can do in in an environment with probably slightly less pressure than usual.
3: And like when you are saying there, managers are going to say that's what I think people will be looking at tomorrow, though, when they come to the ground. Oh, is so and so here, or so and so here. Uh, so, quite a, quite a few people are apparently boycotting the game out there and going to a different, is it a different team in Bradford somewhere?
1: Yeah, yeah. Be in
5: Sports.
1: Yeah, it is. I. I don't know how much yeah. I agree with that personally. I don't. Uh, it's for me, you know. I I, I listened to the space last night, but I couldn't really speak that much. Um, You know, I get it. You know, there's a lot going on, but at the end of the day, we're not Ryan Sparks supporters. We're not Mark Hughes supporters. We're not Andy Cook supporters. We're not Harry Lewis supporters. We support Bradford City, you know, and I think we need to show that. That's that's Mm. my my feeling. I, I can understand the frustration completely, but I just feel like, not supporting the club's the wrong way to go about it.
6: If, why Why are fans boycotting... I thought fans were boycotting the pizza trophy.
1: Not the FA Cup. I think they're boycotting the whole club at the moment, or trying to, oh,
3: that, is, yeah, is yeah. the
1: way I, oh. I've sort of interpreted it.
3: Because there's people on like social media, I think, planning to buy tennis balls and stuff, and they say, no, we're going to go to this other team in Bradford, it's half-price season... If it's our pricing or something, if you've got a season ticket, what? I know they're trying to bring money into the club that obviously that, uh, national, whatever team it is, national league, North yeah, or I South think, team. I
5: think, Ta-Castro, I think they're playing tag the Albion. What's is the that... deal with the
0: tennis balls
3: then? Do you know like when, uh, like Charlton and Reading and stuff like that, when they've got a bit hacked off with the owners, they just started lobbying tennis balls on pitch. Try to like, it's a, like play uh, fans trying to frustrate, but I don't know how it works really. Just throwing tennis balls on, or shall we add time and stuff to it? So, all.
0: so, so with that, then they're they're thinking right. Okay, I'm assuming that they're trying to get the game disrupted or stopped. So, so as as fans obviously complain about or or kind of let teams know about the travel, how much they work all week, and 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 then put money into it. So they're going to just completely ignore Wiccan fans. Don't care about Wickham fans, don't care the fact that they've brought up, somebody's brought up the kid maybe for the first game, they're just going to do that because that's what they want to do. So, yeah, yeah. absolute idiots, aren't they?
6: They are.
0: Um, I mean, you know, they have a right to protest and, and, and if that's what they want to do, but I think to kind of do anything disruptive or to kind of not complain about there being no funds and then not come. To the game, um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 in the own but it, it, you know, it's not for me. Um, going back to uh, uh, Charlie the parades. Uh, so, from what you are sort of saying, then it's tomorrow's pretty much a free game. Would you say that?
1: That's that's what I think. Yeah, I, I I understand a lot of people want a cup run, and I'd appreciate a cup run, but we're not quite at the stage in the in the cup where the pressure's on if you know what I mean.
6: Can you imagine how them players feel? You know, if they read all these posts about boycotting and not churning up to games, can you imagine how that makes them feel? I mean, I know some of them just go out there for the wage, you know, majority, probably half the players will do that, but them that really want to play for our team, I can't imagine what they feel like. If they you managed. mean like
5: Bobby Poynton? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. They want to play for club. I
3: think the club, though, has missed an opportunity. So the FA Cup tickets, I think, were £15. Uh, yeah. £15, so there's quite a lot of things missing there, kind of thing. They should have lowered the price to about a tenner or so just to get the ground full. Or done free kids. Do you know
6: yeah. what I mean? And I pay, pay for an adult and get a free child. You know what I mean Get the family Get the families involved again Because that's what we are We're a family club mm.
0: With that though I bet if we got Man United at home In the third round That place is going to be full
6: <laughs> Yeah Would the boy I it well. then
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Pickle. Pickle it, I mean, it's understandable Because it's kind of But yeah Maybe they could have Incentivised it a bit better um, In that respect So uh, Sorry I'm just eating my tea Um okay, no.
3: Oh, sorry. Uh, so we've got Labib who wants to say something. I'll accept you now, Labib.
2: You okay, Labib? Yeah, hi. Hi, you're all right. Um On, 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 on yeah, the saw? price of the tickets, um, I know it used to be the case. I don't know if it still is, but certainly with the FA Cup, the admission prices had to be agreed by both teams, um, I don't think that's the ruling with the League Cup, but as far as I know, FA Cup tickets had to be mutually agreed by both sets of clubs. Is that still the case?
3: I'm just going to put it in Google.
2: I mean, obviously, I, um, I I think everyone's absolutely spot on. Mr Trick should have had it at a fiver or whatever it is and, and get as many people in as we could. Um, personally, I think any home draw in a cup match is is perfect. You can never ask for more than that. It's the first round. I don't know who people were expecting, really. Um, so, first round at home, you know, um, that's the best you can hope. Oh, oh.
0: I, I think it's a decent enough tie, isn't it? Because, like, there's that whole thing of, like, you don't want to play something in your own league. And... Um, and then there's always the um, the banana skin of a lower, you know, team in a division or two below you. So um, I think my mate kind of said it, and it probably sums it up. I think Bradford City are almost are better when we're underdogs. Um, so I agree with Labib. I think it's a decent tie, and it'd be good to see kind of how far off we are really in terms of a decent league one side. So we've got a bit of radio silence here. So um, does anyone else have any thoughts uh, with regards to... Um, actually, another question for Harry, if I may. The injuries that you've got, or that's, that Johnny read out earlier, while you're news is that going to affect you? Do you think, oh, if that plays out, you know, that kind of... That's what's
4: well covered, or does it not make a difference? Um... Not, I don't think it's anything major. Um, I was saying earlier about Sam Boach just giving us something different. Um, if we need to switch like what style we're going with. Um but he's the only major one I think. Um Joe Lowe, um, coming back if he does play he's massive for us, 'cause he's been for probably been our when, when you're talking inform, our most informed player in the first couple of games of the season. So he'll be massive for us coming back. But I think only votes, really, just so we can swap up that we will play if we need to, depending on how Bradford's set up against us.
3: What's your thoughts on Bradford, Harry? Like the team, like reading the team news and stuff. Do you think you'll lose tomorrow,
4: or do you think Bradford will win? Or... Um, we're, we're not confident. Wickham fans, we're not confident about it tomorrow. I don't know. This space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today. Why? And I'm very similar. I'm not confident either. But um, I just think we see, obviously, Bradford struggling. I'd probably say struggling relative to the club they are. Um, and we tend to struggle when it's that sort of thing. Because obviously, you guys will be a bit more bo- motivated for it. Um, it's a bit of a game, bit of a game where you've got nothing to lose probably in a sense and your players will be trying to play for it a bit more um but yeah we're we're not that confident I, i'm not sure what the reason for that is but um a lot of us aren't that confident are you at the game tomorrow harry i won't be unfortunately but i know a lot of people that will be <laughs> and they've said they're just not confident going to it
3: okay uh so i'm gonna like move on a little bit for other city stuff i know we did a little oh, we did an hour run 45 minutes yesterday. So I know the Mr. Parader has tweeted out a David Artel uh, like thread and it could be a right, appointment for City. Uh, so that I've retweeted that if people want to look at that. Bit of a plug for you there. Uh, also, the Parader is doing a post match chat. Tomorrow, if you want to tune into there, uh, time to be confirmed. So, anyone want to get the ball rolling on managers wise? Who would you like as a manager?
1: Um, I'd like to come in there, just given what you've just mentioned. Go for it. Man. Um, I I think you know I've I have i have seen a lot of people talking about Artel, and I'd seen the interview prior that that I mentioned in my thread. I didn't know much about him and in researching him I found out so much about him that's really interesting and I think he may be a bit risky you know in that he's only been at crew but to me what he's sort of shown he can do there is a lot of th- it ticks off a lot of boxes for things that uh, fans want and um you know what we sort of generally expect from the club or believe that we're lacking so I think he's probably the best bet now for me So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply c-mcdonalds.com.
3: Yeah, I'm just looking at your thread now. Uh, Jacob has commented it would be it wouldn't be Cowley, but that went ball bo- that went balls up. So, looking at your thread, uh, I,
0: I'm blaming Charlie for that because he did a detailed analysis of the Cowleys. No, it Charlie's fault.
1: Yeah, that's my fault. I mean, I I, I put that analysis of the Cowleys out and then. He changed his mind, so he must have not liked it or something like that. He must
0: have, he must have missed something off and um, he, he took umbrage with it. But um, no, it was very good in analysis, actually. So, um, Thank you, mate. You are, you're very welcome. Um, I have to say as well, because I'm going to have to go now, but I thought yesterday's space was very good. In fact, I think there's been a very good set of... Uh, quality spaces that we've had on here and I think you know it's a testament to everybody that you know we, we we're all kind of might have different opinions or whatever but you know we've all got Bradford City at heart and and that shows you know from the people that are, that are kind of con- contributing but I think yeah really high quality space yesterday so you know um it's brilliant to, to kind of be a part of it
3: yeah to say. Thank you everybody for for joining and so the love and support you are giving. Uh, like Stan, Diane, Callie, uh, and a few other people, and uh, Labib recently joined. And when I, I think we're about this is the twelfth episode, so I just want to say respect to everybody for joining. Thank you very much. So back on to the paraders. Uh, just a quick snippet from one of his uh, part of his thread. So below, look. Below our look at stats during his second full season of crew 2019 20 promotion winners. So he had shots on target 5.2 first, big chances created 67 first, goals per match 1.8 first, average possession 58.3 first, acute pass per match 37.2 point nine first again. Stats galore there. Richard would love a bit of XG in there. Uh so looking at that, I would agree with the parader. Uh Dave uh David Artel seems a good a good top manager. Uh I think he'll do well for City. And what's everyone else's thoughts on David Artell?
5: You got any thoughts, Diane Love? No, not really, but he sounds like he's gonna be a good manager if we get him. If we
3: get him, yeah,
1: if big word
3: if. Yeah. <laughs> If eh, he decides if, to come, if he comes, yes. So has anyone Hopefully got any no more up?
1: U-turns. Yeah,
3: we don't want any oh. family matters, do we? Yeah, I was, I was no. um,
1: kind
2: of on the same page really regarding Artel. Um I was actually, you know, the the lower league look. They they were running a space, um, and it was the first time I kind of tuned into it. And it was literally on the same night that Mark Hughes got sacked, uh, and it was an, and and you know we heard the announcement on whilst we were actually on that space, and uh, I think immediately um, David Artell's name was mentioned, and I'd never heard of him. I'll be completely honest. Um, I'm not. I think we've said this before. I think Stan has kind of made the same point. You know, we know what goes off at our club, but me personally, I'm not really aware of, of what's happening at other clubs and who managers are and who players are, so didn't mean it name didn't mean anything to me. But the last couple of days, like um, has been said, you know, I've been finding out more and more about him. And if anybody's had a chance to watch that interview that he's done with the Lower League look, it's about an hour and nine minutes. So it's not a short interview. You know, it does go into a lot of detail uh, does Artel uh, and I just think it comes across as somebody who would do really, really well? Um, so I won't kind of um, give you any spoilers. Um, if you're, you know, bored at the game tomorrow and you've not else to do, then tune in and listen to that interview. It's uh, it really is good stuff.
1: I've had it, it's brilliant you know, isn't it, I've, that I've had it in not it? I can't I can't speak highly about it. Yes. Um, Oh,
3: I think Miss Callie wants to speak. Have you got any thoughts on it, Cal? It's that dial-up internet in uh, Hucknall again. Are you there, Callie, love? Nope. I think we're having technical issues again with, with Callie's dial-up. Uh, So, just trying to find, has anybody got any latest odds? Possibly on any managers. Joey Barton's
2: favourite. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's obviously put fifty p on that.
0: It wasn't
5: uh, me. Do you know me, uh, Joey
0: Barton thing. I'm just driving. I'm uh, um, sort of like, I've got both hands on the wheel, <laughs> so I'm okay, guys. But um, <laughs> I was I was watching um, Liam's show last night, and they were coming up with some of uh, Joey Barton quotes that were taken from the. Uh, like, the dressing room, and it was embarrassing in terms of, you know, he's always kind of come across as this sort of deep thinker or whatever, and, it, and, it, and it's almost like uh, Mike Bassett levels of, of motivation, so uh, I wouldn't want him anywhere near the club, to be honest.
3: So, on Facebook, uh, Kim Brown from... Uh, Bradford City FC West County supporters on Facebook. She's put the like the current latest odds. So I'll just quickly go through them. There's Graham Alexandra, 6, six, six to four. Joy Barton, four to one. Liam Richardson six to one. Robbie Fowler, I think my personal choice. I hope he gets the job. David Artell, eight to one. Dean Holden, twelve to one, Gareth Rainsworth, twenty-to-one, Saul Campbell linked to every Tom De Canary team, thirty-three to one. Sean Derry, Robbie Nilsson, thirty-three to one. Paul Tisdale, thirty-three to one. Paul Hartley, thirty-three to one. Neil Lennon, thirty-three to one. Nathan Rooney, thirty-three to one. Uh, Chu mentioned that yesterday on the special podcast we did yesterday. Apparently, he's an up-and-coming uh manager. Uh, Matt Kennedy, thirty-three to one. And last but not least, Mark Jackson, thirty-three to one. Is anyone thoughts? On the betting situation currently,
1: um, well, obviously, I'm tra- I'm just releasing these threads so I can increase the odds and then cash out. But um, <laughs> no, I, I think it, I don't know how much they are. Like you know, in terms of reading into them, because if you went and put fifty quid on, like me, I'd probably go up in the odds. You know, I don't know how reliable they are because. Even yesterday, after the news came out about Cowley, um, I, I put another tweet out there—a bit of a shameless plug. Sorry, um, but that. the, the odds. The odds. <laughs> let me find this tweet. The odds. Um, Danny Cowley was still one to two, and that was later last night, after the news had broke out that he definitely wasn't coming. So. It's an interesting one, really. There's also Sam Allardyce on there, Benito Carboni's on there, who I'm going to go out and say, please do not appoint him. I might annoy a lot of people by that, but I've seen a fair few people saying um, Benito Carboni should get the job. But if you actually look into the statistics and sort of his managerial career, he's not had the most success as a manager, so I wouldn't go for him. In terms of, the odds, though, I don't know how much we can read into them because I, I think, th- think you're, you're, you
2: know, I think you're absolutely right. Um, I've I've heard um, that because it's such a small market, um, any slightest small bet just massively changes the odds. So last night, um, David Artell was thirty three to one, uh, and there was loads and loads of managers on thirty three to one. Um, and I I had a few few quid on it, and then all of a sudden it dropped to 16 to 1, and then it went to 4 to 1. So somebody else has probably put another couple of quid on it. Uh, And like I said, small bets can can really massively change those odds. So I think you're absolutely right. You can't really read a lot into that. Having said that, I think Danny Cowley is 11 to 10 to take the Lincoln job. So good luck to him there. So... Just to pee a couple of people off, uh,
3: this is from the Yorkshire Post. And this was sent out two hours ago. Uh, Where are we? X-Man City and Newcastle United Man emerges as new favourite for Bradford City job. And basically it's on about Joey Barton, 41-year-old, sacked by Bristol Rovers after nearly three years at the helm. Previously led Fleetwood Town, he retirement from playing. Bet Vicks are offering 6-4 to four for Barton to become the new Bantams boss. Uh, he sits narrowly ahead of X. Milton Keynes, Don's head coach, Graham Alexander, who is priced at 5-2. to two. Robbie Fowler recently dismissed by Saudi outfit. Al Kardashian is third favourite at 10-1. to one. Uh, Odds are changing every day out there, probably every hour.
2: That's right, Joey Barton. I mean, I remember him playing, as I'm sure most of us can do, and he was just an absolute head case. Um, you know, I, I just, there's no way I can take him seriously as a manager.
3: Is that the same? Did he have a fight with Lee Bowyer, or did he have a fight with one of his teammates
2: on the pitch? Uh, yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I think, I think he, he kicked somebody, or he even kind of tried to punch them. Um, in fact, wasn't, wasn't Joey Barton playing in that famous QPR Man City game and Man City scored that last minute Aguero goal and, and clinched the title, I'm sure Barton got sent off in that game,
4: he kicked out at Aguero, yeah
2: yeah, he got himself sent off, did yeah. 10 I think they were winning at the time
4: didn't he
0: also drop his cigar in somebody's eye,
2: yeah on the training ground, yeah I think yeah. while he was the manager Now absolute, you know, That's not great. job, that lad
0: He's, he's, you know, he's the wrong type of person. You want somebody that's going to galvanise the team, don't you? You don't want somebody that's basically a loose cannon. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think going back on, on the odds, do you think part of it as well is, is that there's um, a little bit of gamesmanship maybe with agents kind of boosting odds or, or something? Or, is it, or do you not think that they've got anything to do with it in terms of you know, because there's obviously media stories and, and a lot of that is maybe agents and, and managers themselves trying to get leverage.
2: I think there is. I think there's a lot of truth in that. Um, you know, clubs may be influencing, fl- influenced in some way by some of the betting odds. You know, oh, this guy's all of a sudden, he's the favourite. Let's have a look at him type of thing. So I think there is. there might well be a lot of manipulation there.
3: So with the betting, is it saying say you bet like fifty p on somebody, then does it basically go down then? Like if someone bets on it, does the betting odds go down?
2: Yeah, the the odds shorten. Yeah. So oh, like right. I said last night, um, our tail was thirty three to one, um, and I think a couple of people put you know a few quid on each, and then all of a sudden it went down to sixteen to one, and then it went down again to four to one. Um, but then i think tonight is lengthened again so i think it's eight to one at the moment so it's, it's all over the players at the moment you know you can't you can't really as we've just said read a lot into it
3: i'm just trying to have a quick look at which teams have not got a manager was well, it to be fine i'll find, oh, find it in a bit so have you got anything you want to say on it cali love uh, sorry, I've had problems getting back on Ask um, me the question So we've just been on about Joey Barton And other managers Just to say what's your thoughts do, Who would you like to manage do You know
6: what, after yesterday I kind of googled um, And I've forgotten his name now off the top of my head There was one that's just suddenly come into the play um, <sighs> You mentioned him yesterday Jimmy. The that Rooney. That's life. the one. Yeah. I'm I'm quite um I don't know, I'm just quite I'm warming to him now after reading about him and you know what I mean? And the way that he's been lately and the way his you know, cl- clubs have come on. But then I started looking at Stuart McCall. And I know it sounds really oh. bizarre, but and I know he's been here three times, but he's got a lot more experience now and he's done well at Sheffield United.
3: Yeah, but that's his assistant. As a assistant, he's not actually yeah. a, his assistant manager. He's not actually a manager, and you could I don't know. Tell me off or something here, but <laughs> I don't want I don't want I don't want Stuart McCall. No, I
6: don't think I I do. But you know when you were kind of when I was kind of reading about them all, and it, it's so hard, isn't it? It's so hard to try and think. Yeah, he would be brilliant. I, I don't think there is anybody that we can actually turn around and say, yeah, he would be absolutely fantastic. But I am... Yeah, I'm going more for Nathan Rune at the minute. He's my favourite right now.
0: An interesting point, guys. You know, we, we've spoken about Dave Artel and, and how he has an interesting um, way of looking at things. And, and I like that. I think that, that somebody that thinks about the game... I'm only going off... And, and I'm, I'm not obsessed with it, I promise you. But <laughs> we've probably going on about, uh, about uh, clarity how do you think somebody like that is going to communicate to essentially League Two players? You know, I, I'm, and I'm saying this as I like the concept and I like the idea that that attracts me to a person in terms of the way that they think and that they think not necessarily out, outside the box, but in a, in a kind of mature way. Do you think somebody like that would be too too much for some of our players?
6: Maybe it's what they need. Maybe it's maybe they all need a big kick up the arse, excuse my French. But, it, well, I, I think they do. I think we need somebody that's going to be willing to take that risk. Well, nothing else has worked lately, has it? Not since, what, 10, 15 years ago? We've not had a successful manager, I don't think, for, since the Parkian and Jewel days.
0: Hmm i was just thinking in terms of the players needing less of a kick in the ass but the the need i mean you know i'm i'm picking on one player and and i think you know that that's kind of uh, just one thing but you know from what people said it might be what we need in terms of um you know just somebody having a bit of um, intelligence because we've got players that can respond to that especially people like um big kev you know um Somebody like Jamie Walker or, or, you know, Harry Chapman or, or whatever, I'm sure they can, um, you know, kind of learn from somebody like that. Any thoughts, guys? We've had it
3: before, though, aren't we? Derek Adams, the promotion team.
0: <laughs> We've had it with bloody yeah, but Der- Derek was a dinosaur, though, wasn't he? He, he? he wasn't. He wasn't somebody that kind of thought of the game. He was. He was very much very functional. Whereas if this Dave Artel has kind of interesting ideas, that's kind of, you know, I I know what you're saying, because we we have, we've gone through the merry-go-round of managers, but, you know, uh, I haven't looked into Dave Artel, but I will do at some point tomorrow morning, I think. So do you
3: think, like, looking at the, like, looking at the hashtag now, Joey Barton, uh, like, Gene has just tweeted out 23 seconds ago, Bit of a nighttime reading for official Bradfords. Should they need it on this cold, chilly night, Joey Barton is a playground bully who shouldn't get back into the game after Bristol Rovers sacking.
6: But do you think that if he comes to us, if a kind of manager like that would then come to Bradford, do you think he's going to come in all guns blazing and be in that kind of way with players? Or do you think he's going to take, do you know what I mean, take time and... Get his
3: feet under the carpet first. It's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? If they say tomorrow or Sunday, they say, right, we've got Joey Barton on a three-year deal. I think the Twitter hashtag would have a meltdown yeah. over it.
6: Because he's got a bad reputation. Yeah. But is that a bad, but, Is that a bad, really bad thing if it wins games? Because ideally, at the end of the day, we want to win games and we want to get promoted.
3: Yeah, true. Uh, so, on his get that list back up again. Uh, so, with the list, uh, wherever I put it, there it is. So, the list. Uh, here we go. So, the, the current favourite is Graham Alexander. He's like managed Salford, if my memory's correct,ly but he got him to fifth, and then he got sacked. After that, uh, Joey Barton. So personally, out of the list, what I've seen, I I would be happy with Graham Alexander, Robbie Fowler, David Artell, or Nathan Rooney.
0: What's your um, reason for Robbie Fowler? I'm not like questioning it because I I don't know enough about his managerial record. Same here, but.
3: Like, looking at news articles and stuff, he's been doing all right in Saudi Arabia. Like, he won the manager of the month before they sacked him.
0: I mean, that's very difficult to gauge, isn't it? Because it could be that the Saudi owners, or these particular ones, because they're pumping a lot of money in a very trigger-happy stuff. So, um hard to...
3: Because I oh, think the Sacks the the Robbie and then they brought in some like ex-Real Madrid manager
0: or player. Do you think Robbie Fowler's going to come to us though?
3: I know we had to discuss this yesterday but with Bradford City it's actually like Cali's been saying it's it's a fan club, it's a well good club. We're not like uh, Stunthorpe or Southend and I know people slag the runner off, but we're, we're well sound. So if Root puts his hands in his pockets and in January actually throws money at the club, we could actually probably get into the playoffs.
0: We are a good club, but I don't think the job is a, is a great prospect because. You know, it seems like managers are, are kind of love to maybe stake their reputations on 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 a in a job where in nine months, sixteen months time, you're going to be out of the job, and and you know the, the expectations are too high. In the slightest slip up, you know, a, a, as we've seen in the last sort of couple of managers, two or three managers. So I, I agree as a club with a. Great club, and, and aside from a few sort of like you get at every club, I think we do have a good fan base. Um, on the whole, um, that side of it, I don't think is in question. But it's more a case of like, is the actual job itself not the club, but the job? Is that something that would put managers off?
3: Mm, you're on about like the the owner, for example, and the the fans who. Well, that, yeah, turn.
0: not just the it, but yeah, the, the the kind of like the the way that the managers haven't lasted long because obviously, once it kind of it goes a little bit sour, then it, you know obviously the fans are quick to turn and stuff. So it's more, it's less about the stature of the club, more about what you know what control over budgets he's going to have, what control, how much of a budget, um, and you know with with a potential kind of um, tinderbox, you know, that can explode at any point, right. you know, if it goes wrong. It's somebody mm-hmm. really going to want to come and state their reputation on that.
3: Because like like you're saying their reputation, we had, like, before Derek Adams, the dinosaur people call him, or the, the Scottish angry dinosaur, I like to call him, who peed off quite a lot of fans, but you got him in and then you got Mark Hughes. Well, like, after the space yesterday, I got thinking... What did actually Mark Hughes actually do for the club apart from doing skills on touchline and not fans going mental about it?
0: Well, he took it from 15th, didn't he? And goes to the playoff semi final. I think and... he.
1: Sorry. No, go ahead, Charlie. That's cool. Uh, I, th- I think he um, massively, massively increased the profile of the club. There's a lot of players where he signed who do you think they would have come? If they didn't have Mark Hughes, Mark Hughes was a massive selling point, not just for transfers, but, you know, getting people through the door. You know, a lo- loads of people were talking about it, not just Bradford fans. You know, if say we appointed, uh, I don't know, David Artell, for example. Nobody would be talking about it apart from League Two fans and, you know, m- maybe Crew fans, Bradford fans. But, you know, if you asked a bloke down pub about David Artell, they'd go, Who? If I if I said you know if when we got Mark Hughes, people were going, "How have you done that?" You know, or, I can't believe he's there. You know, mm. he massively yeah, really increased the profile Cause th- and and improved us, of course. Got us got us to the playoffs, which is unbelievable.
3: It's like were you were you point there, but like working as a binman for council and stuff, uh, just like walking down the road and speaking to members of the public, like wearing my Bradford City shirt. Oh, it's Mark Hughes, your manager. How have you ended up with him? It's like, yeah, it's Mark Hughes is all right. And then, like, other week, people asking me, oh, this Saxon went, yeah, he's gone. He went, oh, that's a shame. So, like, Mark Hughes is a big name, but I know, like, big names, like, I don't know, Parkey at Wrexham, for example. Parkey's a big name, innit? And, like, oh, you play with Parky, And they signed all these players, like, League One players, probably because of parking, also the money, greedy buggers. But, it sometimes just frustrates me like with managers who we get some like you imagine like if Gary Bowie at the club do you reckon like with you Charlie saying there but like having Gary Bory at the club for example do you reckon we would bought bring in uh, Walker and stuff like that?
1: I think personally Walker was a, a lot of Derek Adams influence behind him being at the club and then I think he sort of fell in love with the club uh journey's loan I, I don't think that were too much to do with it but perhaps like you know under you know in in hindsight things didn't go exactly to plan but if you if you look at it you know it was a statement that we made having mark Hughes in a massive statement of intent and and I think that's you know the culture of the club is something that needs developing not just what we do on the pitch. And I think Mark Hughes did, did a lot for that. But, uh, you know, and uh, I hate to bring his name up in every sentence, but, you know, the likes of like David Artell, we need someone, or the Cowleys, we need someone who can come in and sort of say, this is what I want to do. And they need to stay there long term and create an identity for the club. We don't have an identity. It's like, I don't know if I mentioned this on The Space yesterday or, or when I mentioned it, but, you know, say you're talking to, like, a Millwall fan, for example. When the average person talks to a Millwall fan, they'll go, who do you support? Oh, Millwall, you know? And then the average response to that will be, oh, I fucking hate them. Mm. When, when you tell someone you support Bradford, they'll go, oh, Bradford, you know, maybe they'll talk about the cup run a few years ago. That's it. And it's a lack of identity at the club that, you know, I, I feel like we need. So I, there's, you know, somewhat a problem in that when we talk about Bradford, there's nothing that comes with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. That's what I think.
3: Right. Have you got any last words, Miss Um
6: Yeah, I I want to know. I, I don't know what you guys think. What happens if no manager comes forward, and we've got like, and we don't find anybody? Does Truman just carry on?
3: Possibly. Oh, they might get another caretaker to replace the caretaker again.
6: <laughs> I'm just. Um, I, I don't know what other people think, but I'm I'm a tad worried now. And, and just due to the fact that what if nobody wants to manage us? Are we that bad of a club? I mean, I obviously don't think that, but do other, do you know what I mean? Do these, all these managers that are in line now think that?
0: Mm.
6: Is it going to affect us the fact that Cowley has turned us down?
3: I, I think there's a manager there. Obviously, I don't know how many have applied. But it seems like quite a lot of people have applied, according to like newspapers. See, if they've applied,
6: why is that? That's where I think the club's going wrong. They should be then saying to the fans, "Well, this manager wants to do it, and this manager wants to do it." Do you know what I mean? Maybe that would take a lot of the hate that's that's out there at the minute.
3: The problem is, if Bradford tweet out, uh, Callie has applied for the job, (laughs) Uh, for example. Obviously, that will, oh, like Bristol Rovers, Gillianham and so and so will go. Oh, Kaiser applied for a job. Let's try headhunting her. Try get her. Try get her over here, like they did with the yes. the, the the player. Uh, some Williams. Apparently, Bradford had it all sewn Not didn't they? Then Gillianham came along and nicked him. Right, right, guys. I'm gonna do that. Thank you, everybody, for coming today. If you also want to follow us on social media, uh, Bradford City, Up the Chickens on Facebook. Uh, Charlie, aka The Paraders, he will be doing our space tomorrow after the game, time pending. Uh, give us a follow on other podcast services Spotify, Apple Music. And if you're in America, if you're somehow listening to in America, because I know we've got quite a few. People in other countries listening to us, you can also listen on as Hi iHeartRadio. Wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night.
0: Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
4: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff. Shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods. All at 50-80% to less than other high-end brands. And the best part?